on this podcast, two young travelers, Alex Dethro and Jesse Lanier, will be going on a journey to find the greatest cinematic treasures. Each week, they spin the wheel of fate and allow destiny to decide whether the next few hours will be filled with genius and wonder or boredom and mediocrity. Our heroes hope to unbury hidden gems and share their discoveries with the world through humble conversation, and maybe, if they're lucky, better themselves along the way. So welcome, one and all, to The Movie Quest! quest i'm here with myself which is jesse and with this other person whose name is alex (laughs) (laughs) today we found another movie which is loosely october spooky themed it's not really a spooky movie but it's it's close and close enough uh it's a ghost movie called kwai don kwai dan i think it's that we think think we think it's quite on quite on um which is kind of not exactly the japanese word for just ghost story but it's kind of it's a few there's some weird steps around it right right, right. it's kind of an archaic term what does it actually translate to does it translate to i'm not sure i think it came from an old book in 1904 called quite uh like uh, by by a dude who wasn't even Japanese, so I don't really know. Some some other linguistic oh, experts would need to well, the, so assist the, on that. So the translation to English, I think I spelled it right, is the frog. <laughs> the what? frog? Like the animal? <laughs> oh, no, quite, sorry, I spelled it wrong. Wait, wait, what? No, what? I'm so confused. Wait, because this is a ghost story. But yeah. then this says frog. Be... Google, Google <laughs> translation says frog, but it might have the wrong language. Isn't that funny? Oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, it, it translates to ghost story. We're, t- we're talking about the, the Japanese 1964 classic, The Frog. <laughs> the Frog. Well, there's zero frogs in this movie. It's absolutely zero. <laughs> uh, uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is one. I think I mentioned this on the tail end of the last podcast, but this is one that I think I found through Hideo Kojima's Criterion closet. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of just a weird. Uh, this is also Japanese a pretty, uh, pretty well known movie. It's a pretty yeah. movie. I didn't realize, but it did actually get some buzz in America too. Oh yeah. Um, for Cannes, got an Oscar nomination. Which right. uh, so this isn't as much of a deep cut as I thought it was. Oh wow, you're it. right. Best foreign language film. That, you know what's funny? It might be. Cause I don't know when they introduced that category. It mm-hmm. might have been. Um, oh man, it must have been one of the first movies to get. That yeah, it's, it's got to. Yeah, that's it's cool. got to be. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. cool. Um, but I guess I just didn't know it because it's fucking old from 1964. Also, um, this filmmaker is le- is legendary. Uh, uh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know he was super. I didn't know any of his other films, but he seems like. Uh, you might have to prominent. do a rain check because his first. Well, his I don't think it's his first movie, but his most well known movie is called Hara Hara Kiri. Um, oh yeah, which is a samurai movie. 
which is, as of now, the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. Okay. Okay. Well, that's It has an average of 4.7 with over, I think, I don't know what the, how they, I'm I'm sure it's like any movie that had like a hundred, a hundred thousand views counted, you know, Um, and that, and that, you know. Like, I'm sure there are some movies out there that have, like, an average of five that have, like, 30 views, you know, or something. Yeah, like a, yeah. Like a short film or something. But, yeah, but that's but that's that's pretty yeah, significant. Uh. Yeah, yeah. And I've always, I've heard about, so I've heard about this movie, and then I heard about Harakiri, and then I haven't heard about his other movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. But well, did um, you do any research about this movie, or just that? I... I did. I so I I looked up. I kind of I saw his other works along those lines, um, and I kind of I was interested in the adaptation that it was based on, which is a bit ba- uh, based on a collection of folk stories by yeah. this dude, Lucardio Hearn, who mm-hmm. again not Japanese. He's like a Greek dude who yeah. just was obsessed with Japan, yeah. and I think he wrote down a lot of these stories that were oral stories. Um, like oral folk stories passed down like that. Oh, okay. He just, yeah, he, yeah, just yeah. he just put them in a book and collected them. That together. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's that's the only and then you know the can attention. And it's distributed by Toho. Also, which is cool. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, well, but wait, yeah. There's another thing that. Oh man. Well, there's another thing that I saw. But that was another thing. significant thing was that the screenwriter is a pretty significant female screenwriter. Oh wow! Japan, I don't know that. Which, that's cool. Uh, which is kind of which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. I don't know any of her stuff too, but Yoko, uh, Mizuki. Yoko Mizuki, that might be somebody that someone out there who might come across this might know. Yeah. Um. So send us an email to we don't have an email dot at gmail dot <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. We'd love to um, hear from you. But uh, yeah. I mean, I so this is yeah. Like I uh, I had heard about this. I think also Ari Aster wanted to talk about this movie and um. That makes sense. Uh, his Maybe that's right. Closet, I, I think. Um, and yeah, this is like a you know a, 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 an anthology horror movie. So what it is is that it's four stories, like you said, like four folk stories, um, kind of Japanese folk tales, um, you know, told pretty like you know, um, thematically. There's there's one there's they're kind of thematically linked in an interesting way. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them, Bro- some of them Broadly, by just being about ghosts. And right, some yeah, they're all about I mean, the movie's called a, The Ghost Story, ghost basically, story. a ghost story. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're all about ghosts. But there are, like, these links, especially with the first two, of, like, loss for uh, longing and, and love. And, and like, um, the last mm-hmm. two are kind of more... Um, they're samurai tales. They're all kind of samurai, but the last two are like, especially the third one about the um, the blind, uh, the blind singer. Yeah, Huichi. That one Huichi the has earless. like this like yeah Huichi. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But they uh, with the samurai, you know, more like the history of the samurai, you know, um, which is really cool. Um, I don't know yeah, about there's... you. I thought this movie was fucking really cool uh and really good um i thought it was was, was pretty dope <laughs> like pretty pretty dope yeah um, i uh, thought it was it, pretty awesome 
my my initial thing, my thinking of this is that we just kind of go through each uh, sure, like yeah. individual tongue and kind of work through all the nuggets in each one. I agree. Yeah. Uh, my my opening thoughts for my experience with this is that I definitely found it a bit of a chore to get through because it's yeah. very slow yeah. and at times kind of uninteresting. And there's a yeah. lot of points that are uh, pretty dated. It's long, but the thing about this movie is that it's it's a really interesting. It has a bunch of qualities about it that make it really weird and very interesting. Namely, significantly, the 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 stage like um, setting yeah. of it. All of it's on these really on on these sets, so it looks like the Bo's Afraid, you know, sequence yeah, type yeah. of thing. Well, it's, um, it's lap paintings, and it's um, it's uh, a lot of um, you know practical filmmaking, you know. And yeah, like that was probably my favorite thing about this. This really looks fucking amazing and then you also think about the 60s like how like they're pulling some of the shit off that's like that was very, very impressive painterly, about this movie very painterly very beautiful and that's kind of like this movie's reputation especially the the girl the woman in the snow i found that entire yeah. thing like honestly like lying just like Lying, just, uh, I felt like I was in a fucking dream that whole, that whole time. Um, I think it was, it's so beautiful and so, um, haunting. And the, like, I think the staging is what you're talking about, like, with all, all these, like, yeah. big, I think that added a lot to this. Cause it, cause there is a narrator and it's almost like he's... The narrator was cool. And he's, like, showing up you know, these stories, right? Like, putting on these stories. So there's kind of, like, a, a um, an interesting relation to the audience, like, in that way, also. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like, there, I think the, there, there, you know, when you make an anthology movie, there's gonna be ones that you like more than the others. Absolutely. Um, I found, like, most of them pretty, like, pretty, like, on par, but I definitely think the first half of it, I was more into, um, than the second half of it. The second half, like, I liked it, but, like, I just found, well, I found the first two actually generally pretty disturbing, especially the first one. That's so interesting. Um, because there's, I don't know, there's things about the sound design and, like, um, well, for one, like, what the first one, I guess we were talking about, is the, is the, uh, what is the first one it's called, um, the black hair. The black hair, yeah. Dude, so this one is, like, about this, like, samurai who gets divorced from his wife, and then he, like, uh, marries into this, you know, wealthy family, right? To get, you know, you know, like, more of a fucking status, baby. And what this, like, turns into is, like, this really, like, I found, like, re- like, towards the end of it, I found really, I don't know what it was, I think it was just the, the transformation of the samurai into, like, this older guy, you know, like, just, you know, through this ghost, you know, whatever was happening, it was so, it, it felt bizarre, and, like, really, like, otherworldly to me, and also, like, with the sound design and shit, it just was, like, really uneasy to me, um, and I just, there's also, there's so many, like, um, you know, moments of, like, 
you know, right when he, like, figures out that she's, you know, what a, a ghost, I guess, or whatever she is, right? Um, and, like, he just sees the black hair. Just, like, the image of, like, the black hair just, like, on the ground and, like, it, like, almost, like, following him everywhere he goes and, like, it, like, transforming into his head and then, like, he's becoming older and older, like, by the second, you know, yeah. until he dies. I just, thought, I just thought that was, like, also, like, really, um, like, disturbing in the sense of, like, it was, like, this, almost, like, this, uh, revenge, you know, um, of, uh, like a cautionary tale in a way, you know, don't marry yeah, yeah. into, uh, don't, <laughs> don't, you know, marry into someone that you don't love or marry someone for the right reasons, right? Or don't abandon your wife. Or don't abandon <laughs> your wife, yeah. Don't abandon and your family. I thought that, like, that was pretty effective to me, and I thought that that worked really well. And, like, the sparse sound design just, like, really, like, uneases me for some reason. Uh, I think it's just because it feels so cold, you know? Like, it's so, like... Yeah, the sound design and like music this, was really interesting. It's just, like, clinical and cold, and just, like, I don't know, it fit the vibe to me, like, a lot. And, like, it definitely unsettled me. Uh, that's, the first two. That's, that's really interesting. The first one was definitely my least favorite by a long shot. Um, and yeah. I saw a lot of people talking about it, that that was also the one that uh, was the scariest to them for, I think, all yeah. the reasons that you that you articulated. Yeah. And I, that was I the like... one that only kind of got over my skin. The other, one, the other one's never really disturbed me. <laughs> that's so interesting. Well, that's the, the, one... well, the third one, the Hogiashi, there are parts of that one that disturbed me, but... Uh, um, oh. Yeah, but that 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 one was definitely the one that affected me the least. Um, but I would say that with that one's interesting because there's first of all the process of kind of adjusting to what this film is. Right. So I'm not sure what my second viewing kind of experience like. I could see this because this was the kind of movie that was kind of like I don't really like this when I was watching it, but afterwards it had effects on my brain. Yeah. So that right. something with that sometimes mean that the second watching can be like significantly more intense for yeah. me. So I'm holding that out throughout all all color all of the things I say with that in mind right. about this about this movie. The black hair though, the thing I loved about it was uh, a lot of notes that you talk, uh, talked about. But in like the opening scene, I really loved how the short opens where it's navigating yeah. through that house. Like oh yeah, well, that's one thing that is amazing about this. The camera work, the camera work is fucking pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, especially really, for really painterly, really artistic, really fluid, yeah. but also um very you know it feels you can still feel like the human behind it, the 1964 totally, human behind yeah. it having to pilot, yeah. which is a nice feeling. I like that. But it's also what it feels like. Imperfections, I guess. It feels uh, ahead of the time in certain ways because yeah, like, this agreed. is before, you know. I mean, some of the tracking socks and some of the, uh, you know, movement that he's doing, especially in the black hair and Chris Yellow, that like the camera tilts like as he's running down the hallway and the decrepit, you know. Um, it just feels like something you see in a horror movie today, you know. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, this was in the 60s. Like, the language in horror movies were so, uh, not established, you know, uh, at all, uh, by then. But, you know, it wasn't really until, you know, the code was lifted and then 
horror movies and horror filmmakers are really, like, um, able to kind of flex more in the genre. But it's cool to see this, like, how this is before, like, things like, even The Shining, and, like, how Kubrick was moving the camera in that movie. It's like, you know, I can see Kubrick being a big fan of this movie, you know, like, how just, like, Kobayashi, like, moved the camera just to, like, insinuate tension in, like, certain moments that don't even feel... That just feel uneasy, and there's these great, like, kind of editing that choices that he does, like, yeah, repeat, right. repeat shots, you know, like, there's a lot of cool, and with the sound design also, he's setting this, like, really cool, uneasy tone. And I will say, like, in terms of, like, older horror movies, this was the one that I found, like, I still, I don't find this movie scary, really. Yeah, but it definitely of older horror movies. Like I can't really think of an older horror movie that is effectively like this one. Mm-hmm. Like before, like the sixties. Like I can think of like maybe like Nosferatu is pretty scary, or or like um, when did the Haunting come out? I think that was also in the sixties, but mm-hmm. like, but I this did feel like weirdly modern to me. It still feels like it came out in the sixties, but also like not at the same time. Like it feels like like uh it, it could exist today, you know? Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I was I, pretty I impressed with it too. The thing that the other thing that I liked about with the what you're talking about with like the language kind of being a prototype for a lot of stuff that we see fleshed out in more modern directors like Kubrick and other people, um, uh, maybe even like Ari Aster and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, totally. Um, yeah. Which I totally see that, and I really appreciate this movie for that. Um, but there's also it's the kind of film that is about like the the translate nature of kind of horror through absorbing you into an uneasy right. world where the right. laws aren't quite known to right. you rather than like here's let me this 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 um, yeah. con- like conceptual factoid that's scary or like a, right. a a monster trying to you know slap you in the butt in the middle of the that was crazy that like i don't even know like how many movies were doing that mm-hmm. in the 60s you know we're all about a lot you know uh that right. we're trying it's... to create like this atmosphere you know rather than uh you know like you're saying like these you know, a plot-driven horror movie, right? Right, right. Um, and this is, but and I, 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 so I really like it for that the translate qualities, and I also really liked in the the black hair. There's like that one bizarre sound that they set up. It sounds like the sound of her working at the loom is kind of the assumption, but it kind of gets yeah. more ambiguous and creepy, and that's never explained. That's right. very effective. Uh-huh. And I like the sudden switch at the end where he just suddenly, unex- no explanation, starts aging. That's very creepy. I think the thing <sighs> yeah, that really yeah, kind of... Yeah, what really takes me out of it is like the the cheesy like effects like with the hair and stuff that's <laughs> yeah, happening yeah, yeah. at the ending. Yeah. Like that kind yeah. of destroyed it it was just too distracting yeah. for me yeah. sure. um and and besides and there wasn't like there wasn't like a lot that i was interested in beyond like the the opening shot and kind of like the novelty yeah the for sure it's definitely like a build up a lot of these work in a, in a way the only one that i was like kind of fully invested in was like the the uh the woman in the snow but the yeah. other like they have like a uh they have like a they do have a nice kind of like 
they do feel short felt, like short films. Um, and like they do, they they do all have like a nice progressive. Like they kind of get better as they go, almost. Mm-hmm. Where like each of them, like in the beginning of the black hair, you know, like I was like, all right, you know, like it, it takes a while for it to kind of like set up, but he's slowly setting up, and then you know. The reveal. A lot of these have like reveals, right? Or, or um, you know, the supernatural shit. You know, builds. You know, right? Until you get to this climax, and like, like, so in that respect, I think it's cool that like, and also, this is a cool movie too because, like, you don't have to sit there and watch the entire movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just watch a couple, couple of the shows. Yeah, and there's also an intermission in this movie. So like, yeah, that was pretty cool. There's, (laughs) I mean, that's what a movie's. Yeah, I don't. Oh, dude, (laughs) speaking of that, uh, fucking, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, Scorsese's editor, you know, Selma Schumacher, she she was asked. (laughs) I thought this was so funny. She was asked like. Because some theaters are apparently putting an intermission in Killers of the Fire Moon. And yeah, she was asked about, about She was not happy about that. She's like, that's bullshit. She's like, it's ruining the pace. Which I kind of get to an extent, because they didn't put an intermission in it, right? right? So, like, the intention is to not watch it with an intermission. And that theaters are just putting an intermission in it. it you know, I'm, the, the editor should be mad at that, you know, where it's like it's kind of ruining the flow of her work in a way, in a way yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I understand but, that, yeah. but the, the flip side of that is like people got to fucking pee, and they're just, is it better to well, have an intermission or I don't know. I think to you could miss pee. some of the movie? Well, my argument, too, for Killers of the Fire Moon, it'll be on streaming, you know. Like, if you really want to miss the five minutes, you know, like, you can go back and watch it, you know. Um, but also, like, I feel like, you know, I'm pretty good at peeing at movies. I'm pretty good at knowing, like, all right, this is a lull. Yeah. You know, this is a It's a skill. It's a skill. Yeah. I can miss some of this. Like, it's not like, remember when I went to the bathroom right when uh, Black Widow died and Avengers ended? That was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was pretty funny, right? When I came back, I was like, what happened? And we were like, (laughs) a lot. Yeah, you missed something important. <laughs> Very important. Yeah, that was that was that was that was wild. Um, yeah, I don't know what the how long the intermission was like if you saw this in like theaters in, in the sixties. But mm-hmm. uh on maps it was five seconds. Yeah, yeah, they they cut <laughs> they, I think they cut that down a little bit. Yeah. They they shortened they shortened that bad boy. Yeah. Um well let's move on to the woman in the snow because this was the one that uh i was i really like this one yeah. um this, this is, is the, the one most well known one i think which is this. weird because i think I, I saw that there was a cut of this like when it first came to america where yeah. he has to shorten it down and this was the one that got cut out which really? is wild it got cut out yeah this was the one they what? took out of the film to shorten it which I, I, that's crazy i love to me movie. when i think about the movie i am gonna be thinking about this one like the visuals of this particular yeah. short and the third one obviously yeah but yeah. um i i this, this one, one great. i thought was I so fucking snow. cool yeah and the background the eyeball backgrounds oh were so, so fucking awesome right yeah so, so cool. cool yeah and um, like but also just the setup the story this one's the easiest one to like get 
Right, or like yeah. to fully understand, you know, without, you know, maybe watching it again. I'm not an idiot. I'm an idiot. So, you know, there were parts of like the third one where I was like, okay, you know, I was just kind of lost at certain points. Sure, sure, um, yeah. This one is super simple, right? It's just like, and it's kind of like um a weird version of like an American folk story too, almost. Right. Like it, it, the archetypes right. feels more familiar, but it's still and I, and very I liked, weird. I, I like the only thing I didn't like about this one was like, you know, you see the twist coming from like twelve miles away. You know. Right. 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 Like you know, but like I kind of forget it because it looks so good and looks so well executed that it's just like, alright. Like, but like at the end, it's like, wait, you're looking like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, right. What are you talking about? Uh, but I do love that, like, just that fucking scene when, like, I mean, I think the scene where I was like, holy shit, is when he sees the ghost that kills his friend. That whole scene was like, yeah, that was really great. Fucking awesome, dude. That was fucking awesome. That was like, I don't know, like, when I, I, when I think of, like, old Japanese horror, it's just like, dude, like, that is it, you know? And you can even see, like, um, how, you know, but you know, I was also thinking with, like, the black hair, even, like, the first one, black, you think about, like, Ringu, and you think about, like, you know, Japanese horror, they really like people with black hair, you yeah. know? Long black hair is scary. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like the archetypal image, archetypical image in Japanese ghost horror to have the the Ringu girl kind of come through. That's like the pretty cool to see. But it was cool to see her like a ghost, an ice type, you know, Japanese ghost. That was that was that was kind of neat. I like that too. The other thing that made me uh, laugh is that the way that she has like she puts her hands in her kimono and makes it look like she has tiny Bro. little T-Rex arms so, so when funny. she's like running around yeah. that that really cracked me up also uh, like which the, is which was additive to my experience I will the say way that, I, she, I, that made me like it more the way that she moved was super funny too cause like yeah. you could tell that they wanted <laughs> they wanted her to look like that she's like floating away yeah but instead it just looks like she's like Skillying away. Really tiny steps. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Um, But yeah, that one is just so fucking cool. I love like the, like that whole series, like if you tell this to somebody, I will fucking kill you. Yeah. I will kill you. And then I love that, I wasn't expecting it to go like years later and you know, he goes long and then he meets this nice girl that looks exactly like her. Uh, yeah. And then he starts mm-hmm. dating her, and then they get married. And then when they meet, I talk about sunset. Shit was fucking really yeah. cool. Like, I, the I really painting like stuff. I love that paintings. When I, I do too. Some I love of these them. old movies, like, even when you think about Wizard of Oz, you think about that, you think about just the beautiful fucking map paintings of that, or like, you know, um, any of those like old, even like a Hitchcock, like North by Northwest or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when you see that, you're like, dude, we gotta bring this back, you know? These are so yeah, vibrant and cool. It looks so cool. And it's, it was crazy to see that Barbie, that, because all the, you know, the, all the, they do use map paintings of Barbie, which is kind of That's very cool. wild to see in 2023. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's cool, man. And you watch, like, even the Star Wars movies, like, how they were doing 
that kind of they just look really dope. I just love the aesthetic of it. And I get why people don't do it, because it's like, does it look as real? But I think that that's better. I think it's cooler. I think it's aesthetically is cool. Yeah. You know, it depends on what you're going for, obviously. And, and, this, but, and this movie, you know, rather than, like, a good, it's a good kind of example to kind of put against Star Wars, because Star Wars starts match painting in a way that really sells the fiction of the right. world. Oh, yeah. And Kwai Dan definitely uses match paintings more in a sort of like way. It, to right? Yeah, which is, like, which is very cool. Makes the makes the world. It's like a weird thing that the characters don't see, but you, the audience, can. That was what yeah. was really cool about like the the lady in the snow, where it's just like, is this something that's like in the sky, or is this just like yeah. secret knowledge that we yeah, have, dude. and we yeah. don't know why it's there, but it's very cool. I think yeah. it's really cool too. I really yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, and I... you're right. And that that sunset scene, I really liked how. You know, you start with the blues and the coolness of the snow, and then like right. when he's out getting wood and meeting the girl, it turns like this blood, you know, pink, hot pink yeah. color, uh, which is really cool. I, I, that was a really cool feeling. I love uh, how that one ends too. When he's definitely goofy, he's like, "Wait, you're reminding me of this crazy story that happened to me ten years ago," yeah. and you know, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and then. He's like, I am that ghost. Like, oh shit, really? I never saw that coming. Uh, yeah, that was that was funny. But that I was... did love how that one ended, where um, he he makes the uh, the, the sandals. sandals. Yeah, I like that too. Puts it, and I love the thought of just like watching the the um the snow, you know, take it over. I thought that was very. Yeah, it, yeah, I like, I like that. I love how the endings like, all had something like that, you know. Like yeah, yeah, the endings, the very, endings very did cool. have like that punchingness to it. Um, yeah. I, I really like the ending too, where like the house gets covered in snow and she yeah. doesn't kill him because they have kids, but right. uh, and all of that. I really like that. Well, the house and, just goes away. Is fucking yeah, cool I like that fuck, too. Right, w- which yeah. is really just a simple like you know she just fades out, but it has no, but it's like the eyeball opens. Yeah, it's sick as fuck. It's cool. It's like. It's so cool because it's like, wow, they're doing this in the sixties, and it's just like, yeah. so like hands on and cool. It's like it's one of the things that I love about, you know, I love about old, you know, like movies like this. Cause they're just, I just love the 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 hand crack, hand crackiness of it, you know. Yeah, and um, and that's like that's like something where if you if I saw someone do something like that in modern day, I still think it would be pretty cool totally you know, I think so too, effect, yeah. something like I think that so too. because it was just like the way it was edited the shot choices it's also cinema in its simplest form you know it's, yeah. like, it's like they're using really simple techniques you know even like in Hogyashi the, the earless towards the end when he's like when they disguise him you know and the all the symbols and just when the ghost appears ghost samurai appears and they look at him, there's that great shot of him, like, looking for him, and Hogashi is, like, faded out, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, so really cool fucking, effect. really, really cool looking, right? Yeah. And just having uh. the ear, you know? It's, yeah. It's very cool. But it's not, like, uh, you know, you can probably see how they really did that effect, but it's, like, I, I love it. It still works. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I I love it too. I love it too. And the woman in the snow also is interesting. I love <laughs> thinking about like what's your what was your, your that was your plan, Ghost? Your your plan right. was to just you just wanted to fuck this dude, have him you I know, guess so. get you get you a prego a few times, and then 
fuck off. Yeah, that was kind of stressful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was an interesting plan. Well, I guess the, the horror of it is, you know, your significant other that you, you know, you thought you knew could exactly be someone that you yeah. don't, right? Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's that's pretty, um, you know, that's a pretty profound thing because that's something that does happen, you know. For sure. And I like that guy's that <laughs> performance for that guy is really good. I, think I liked really him, good too. It. Yeah, I liked really him, too. Um. So yeah, Women in the Snow. I love that one. That, that one was, was great. Awesome. I I don't really. I think that anything... one's going to be the one that like, when I think about this movie, like that's, I don't know, just the visuals, the way that that one moves. Like that, I feel like that one's going to like represent the movie to me in a way. Yeah, that and, and that... the Hokkaido for sure. Hulk, the next the third one for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think that one's the most solid. Like that feels yeah. the most stable and for sure. and and works on all its yeah. levels. Okay, so. Number three, Hoichi the Earless. I think this it's is the Hoichi. longest one by far. Uh, and this one, this one's pretty epic. This one's, I yeah. really like this one. This one's yeah, really yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's However, really cool. my big gripe with this one is that the battle that opens this is arduous. I don't really it's like it. That much. It's too it's long. It's cool. Long. Too yeah, long. Agreed. Yeah, like it's I, too I, long because I think like I get it's like by fifteen the, fucking minutes. It's how long it feels like. the time you're like. <laughs> It wasn't until the end where like, oh, I get why they just told us the story. Yeah. But, you know, they're they're setting you up for, you know, the the ghosts, you know, of the sea, right? Um, they're setting you up for, uh, like, you know, the, the, the samurai ghosts that Hokkaido is going to sing to, you know? Yeah, right, right, and, right. And, uh, but I love how it opened where he's just like, well, also his singing is fucking funny. I'm sorry. It's yeah. just funny. Yeah, I know uh, it's like it's like a it's like a traditional type of singing that's it's very common to do stuff it's like funny, that. But, but also but also eerie it's at the hilarious. same time. You know? Yeah. It's funny but it's also like a point's like very like it's so odd and like throat, you know, like um you know, it's like this crazy float throat singing he's doing. Yeah. But it's it is very like uh uneasy at points. Yeah. Um, and it's very it's very abrasive to American yeah, ears for sure. For sure. And what I love about but I I love the visuals of the opening though. I love like the just the just the staging of the battles and shit. It just felt so like um you know, fun in the sense of like they're on a, a, they're in a giant pool, you know. And yeah. they're like dress all these guys up like yeah, recreate. I, like I, it's I will, it's cool, you know. I will fucking say that each Too one long. of those people on those boats put their heart into it. Like they were, <laughs> yeah. they were working hard. They, they were. were all in it. Yeah. Uh, uh and it was and I would say if it wasn't it's dated, I think. And <laughs> if yeah. this when this came out in nineteen sixty four, I can see that being way, way more epic and more cool, yeah, yeah, and wanting right. to, to, right. to stick around for something yeah. like that way longer. But Yeah, it's um, not seven samurai, you know. Right. But it's it's definitely cool. But I also think like I do like the aesthetic of it because it is it's a retelling of the story, right? So like the fakeness of it kind of works in that way. Right, it's like, like a it's, it's like a, a retelling play, of it. Almost, yeah, it's yeah. like a yeah, he's the narrator's like presenting us with the story. It's almost like we're watching a a stage play, but it's a it's a movie, it's cinema, you know. Yeah. It's but not, uh um, 
you know, want to be an authentic Texan Sarah, I can't, like, try to put you in the shoes of, you know, that time specifically, you know? Right. But, um, so, it's cool, it's interesting, but you better believe that I'm going to, the next time I watch too this, long. I'm going to skip through this a little <laughs> bit to get to the, to the the story part. Once we get to the story part where we set up Hoichi, I was I was honestly very invested. For Hoichi's this. awesome. I, I really like this one. I love how he's, yeah. he's a really interesting character. I love how he's so soft-spoken. Um, and like and the way that he kind of moves around the world he plays the shit out of the baba or the baba or which I think he that actor actually plays that shit it looks yeah. like he's actually playing it um, I wouldn't be surprised and it sounds sick it sounds yeah, dope he's he's really shredding um um sorry about that Biwa I, I really like like they're they're set in the monastery. I kind I like the side characters. That's another thing that's like was enjoyable, but kind of maybe you know a little long winded with the side character, the goofy side characters going on. Yeah. There was like one of those side characters though, like the actor for it, like yeah, he was really great. impressive to me yeah, because he was yeah. like so naturalistic in like just being in it. He was like he had one of the, like a very kind of modern naturalistic performance that struck me it was like I, i'm so struck by this random side character dude for sure um, yeah um but yeah. i i i love that and i love the you know the low budget ghost of the samurai walking and the disembodied yeah, voice talking to that's crazy. Yeah. and that what was eerie about that you know kind of some creepiness was that since he's blind he has no way of knowing he's talking to a ghost right. and where he's being led yeah so that I was a that, really yeah. that was a really cool effect yeah. um of that and him kind of walking up to like the palace and seeing those blue columns and all of that. Yeah. That was freaking epic. Yeah, that was so super epic. epic. Yeah. That yeah, was all awesome. Epic is, epic is fuck. And I love the reveal that like when he's playing to the you know, the, the you know, the samurai and like the two his two the two friends or whatever, the two villagers or right. whatever. Find him. That was really eerie. Yeah, and he's like, like sitting in the mist, and there's those the floating fireballs yeah, and incredible, all of that. Yeah. That was the awesome. Fireballs. That was pretty cool, right? Because you know that like it's just like people on a string. Like, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> it was awesome. You know. Yeah. Oh, it was so that great. That great. I I really liked yeah, how it. Yeah, it was that really really cool. Good. Like the list was so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just the reveal of like him, but he also like the makeup on him. He's like totally white it's like so i don't know disturbing because it is like very like it does set up like very well like almost like this ritual that he's doing you know with the repetition of the music and, and when it's revealed that you know it's like nothing's there and that he's been going like a graveyard this whole time you know and, yeah that's pretty and, cool like, it's very cool um and then yeah the ending was like they you know they and also, I think that's the poster of the movie, the, the movie with the... Yeah, his face, which is yeah. The movie, it was incredible, you know? They put yeah, all the choice. symbols on him, it was so fucking cool. And so, like, uh, like, just epic, you know, where he's, like, trying to hide himself from these ghosts, you know? Um, doesn't work. No. You know? Uh, gets his ears ripped off, which is terrifying. Yeah, um, which is which is pretty... You know, pretty brutal. You know, that's yeah, a pretty, that that's a pretty, brutal. pretty brutal thing to do. And he has like all those blood trails that they discover him by. Yeah, yeah this one, this one's really memorable to me. I, I For really, sure. I really, really, really like this yeah. one um, a lot. I also, I also like the setup 
feels very cinematic and creepy about him like just being gone all night and not knowing why yeah and can't get right. him to explain where right. he's been going right. that was like a yeah. really mysterious you know itch of yeah. um of trying yeah. to wanting to figure out like this this strange strange behavior i love okay. that um but yeah like, there are parts of this that reminded me of like just the setting of like the, just the samurai that you call it the court or whatever they're at the, the ghost yeah, court yeah. um was so epic looking and it kind of reminded me, like, I haven't seen this movie, but it kind of reminded me, like, the language of, like, a Hardarovsky movie, like, a Holy Mountain or, or, um... Yeah, actually, yeah. Or El Copo. But it has, like, that, um, kind of, like, wide, widescreen, wide-scale, kind of, like, surreal, that painting, like, quality to it. Yeah, you I, know... I really, really like... I'm actually glad you brought that up because it that that film like the sequence the blue pillars and the and what you're talking about specifically does the actually make me think right? of the holy mountain yeah, a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a lot of scenes in there where um, he just finds like these wacky rooms that are painted in these bizarre, really kind of stunning right. psychedelic uh, ways, but not yeah. in a lot not not in like the swirly psychedelic ways but like a mm. like psychedelic colors i don't know if that mm. makes sense and like this yeah. harsh symmetry yeah. and these bizarre people in like these very meaningful positions that you don't yeah. really understand <laughs> yeah. what's going on but yeah. it looks meaningful um yeah. that's very true that's a good comparison um yeah. to make to make about that uh and i i i really i really like it you know it's a good it's just a good those vibes yeah. you know are very powerful They're i think very strong. It, i think it's a cut the beginning, I think you're right, I think cut the beginning down of the setup of, like, because we don't need all that setup, you know, yeah. for the samurai. Um, if they cut that, this is, like, great. It's, like, perfect. You know? 100%. 100%. But, but that's brutal. It. You don't need it. <laughs> yeah. You don't need yeah. it. You uh, honestly, it. yeah, it's one of those it things. It's just very vibey and cool, but, um, it, uh, it, uh, yeah, you're right. It's too long. <laughs> Yeah, but cool. uh, but this one, this I think this is like um, the centerpiece of the I think movie. I think you're right. Yeah, it, oh, for sure, it's the longest one for sure. Mm, uh, um, it's definitely the one that like is uh, feels the most epic. It feels yeah. like the one that uh, that you know most people are gonna remember after they see it. You know, and, especially and, the and, visuals and uh, him playing to the, the, the ghost samurai for sure. Yeah. yeah, and this was after after I got once I got kind of through um, Hoichi, I was pretty sold on the on the movie. Where like yeah. the slow period and kind of reflecting yeah. on it, really the only slow points for me are really the opening movie was slow for slow me. Beginning. My experience yeah. was slow, right. and that yeah. battle scene was slow. But right. really, you know, throughout most of the rest of it, and I really liked the fourth one too. Yeah, I was, you know, cool. I, I, was I, pretty, I mean, I like this movie. Cool. I, I was I was pretty stuck to it. Um, yeah. I think I think I think I guess what I'm getting at with my thinking along these lines is just uh, is the need to like recalibrate to how movies made in not modern time are so different to how they're made now. They're just yeah. so much yeah. slower, uh, yeah. which is oftentimes a good thing. Sometimes it's bad for the reasons that for we sure, kind of yeah. discussed. But yeah. oftentimes it's it's really really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't so, see that's what you're Like I the pace of this like I never. I didn't bother me as much. Maybe I was just, like, preparing for it. Mm -hmm. I was just assuming this was, like, a slow, <laughs> like, you know, just based on why Letterboxd likes it. Uh, I was just assuming that it's, like, a slow, 
And right. yeah, most movies from the 60s are slow because, you know, editing was harder. You know, so you yeah. make things, uh, um, but also I feel like this movie kind of works in that pace, you know? Yeah. Like the, the drugginess, the, the kind of the eerie, unsettling, like the best ones, like Hobiyashi and The Woman of Snow, like really add to it, add to the atmosphere of the pace of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, I think you're right, I think like they're, like I agree with you that like, I don't think I'm gonna like, I'm not clamoring like rewatch this movie anytime soon, like it's definitely yeah. a movie that like, I appreciate more than I, I like, love, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I feel you. But I, I mean, I really, really like this movie, but I think I'm more, it's not like, it didn't like, strike a chord with me like, so, like some other people, you know, where it's like, holy shit, this is like, one of the best movies ever the made. The best horror movies ever. Um, and I totally see why, because there's so much in this that I can see to be really unsettling for people, and obviously, I think a lot of people hold, and, I, and I'm one of these people that hold reg- hold a lot of regard and influence, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. this movie obviously was really ahead of its time, and has had an absurd amount of influence on horror movies in general, you know, and ghost stories like this, you know. Um, and so, in that respect, it makes me, like, respect the movie even more, you know? But, um, yeah, it's not, like, something that I'm, like, oh, man, I'm gonna watch Twilight on every Halloween, you know? Right, 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 right. But yeah, it but... is a very cool, it, it is, like, a movie, though, that I would say, like, if you're a cinephile, you gotta watch once in your life. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. interesting and really cool. That loosens up some other things in my brain because the 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 other thing is um, how I, I agree about like watching this as like a three hour experience might not be something that I return to, but I would yeah. I could really see myself like picking up like totally, a couple yeah. of because I have some vivid moments from it that I would want oh, yeah. to see again. So yeah. probably going on it like watching short films as an individual right. chunk and kind of like right. editing it to my preference is probably yeah, how right, I'd reapproach right, this film. Right. Which I, I like movies that I can do like that. Yeah. And the other things I'm realizing is that my interest really also mirrors where the story like the story driven stuff really picks up because the black mm-hmm. hair is more of an atmospheric experience okay. rather than yeah. a narrative experience, which is okay. great. Um, yeah. But like I definitely I can tell that my preference it's like it's when the woman in snow that has a whole narrative to it once right. we get through the battle and we get into the the story of Hoichi that's really when my well, the couple keys definitely were there is more uh, atmosphere based you yeah know? Th- that definitely one's like. Yeah, so let's switch to the cup of tea because that one's interesting because that's like this is like the most true short just film fun. of all of them. Yeah. It's like very this much just like just this idea. And fun. This one, yeah. I, this had some of my favorite things in it. Yeah. One, this is the one that actually scared me a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. One moment in this actually freaked me. Oh, out. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Is uh, it when the what do you? Uh, what what moment is it? Is it when the 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 samurai and the two like start laughing and smiling at him? That? That's pretty good. The the one that got me like actually devilish. is actually the very ending of the movie when yeah, the yeah, yeah, is sure. in the water. Yeah. That yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that actually got under my skin. It kind pretty of cool, still. Right? It's one of those things that is like so the way it's presented. Just the shot was yeah. so disturbing so in itself. Awesome looking. 
yeah so cool. yeah Whoa, but that's cool, like cool. that's like there's like moments like that and a lot of other places where it's just like when was this made that was oh, well. that's really crazy that's oh, well. really cool looking yeah um but i love yeah. the idea for in a cup of tea yeah, this was like one of the yeah. most innovative and unique yeah. and funny and clever like ghost ideas for that's sure. it's super super visual <laughs> the, you know the opening of that was so funny when he's like looking at the candy like he's like the fuck and he keeps like breaking the the key and like keeps pouring that. more yeah. like it's so funny and there's um, that dude just smiling and there smiling is like a playfulness to it like there is like a you can tell like it is supposed to be kind of humorous in, in a way cause like there is he like looks at it and there's just like this pause and then he just like destroys it you know um and yeah. like I really like this one like was literally the most like playful of it and like just cool like filmmaking techniques you know um which i really really like right yeah and i i i also really like that that samurai that actor what a yeah, cool dude, fucking face awesome. man i love when he goes to his other like samurai friends he's like bro there was a samurai and i saw him walk through the wall They're like yeah <laughs> like, i remember you saying at the screen it's a ghoul <laughs> it's a ghoul he wasn't the movie's called Ghost, ghost <laughs> movie, um, but uh, yeah, I, the ending, I yeah, that was so fucking awesome. I I did laugh the the, the girl <laughs> was pretty funny. Like when it's revealed the uh, you know the the author, you know. Yeah. Right. What did I get that right at the end? So like the author, he's like reading the story right about. The couple of two or something, and then yeah. Well, how do we get this, to the professor kind of thing at the end? This the this the cup of tea has like an interesting, I guess, twist to it as well, where it's one of the it's one of the stories that was unfinished, and rather unfinished, than right, a, right, right, adapt right. it with an ending in mind, he left it um kind of open ended, which you know the 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 whole samurai segment ends with a a, a rather drawn out version of him fighting the disciples of the man in the cup. Um, right. um okay. which was it was interesting to see him turn into hysterics. But then after that you kinda cut to uh and then the story stops there, so we'll leave it to your imagination. Right. But then yeah. we kind of cut to the writer in, you know, kind of a way that's uh destabilizing and kind of creepy. Oh, He's yeah. Like, Why are we oh, back yeah, here? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool actually. Um, we figure out really what like happened that. to the to the writer, and it was right. it was this ghost. It was this school. That was so. Yeah. I, I really I really like that. I, 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 the I girl, like that a lot. the girl, like ah! her screaming was just funny. Like yeah, she screamed she a, like lot. a funny she, yelp. she really <laughs> she had a funny yelp. She like the way she scurried away was funny. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of humor scurrying in this yeah, in this movie because uh, for sure. Running, running is kind of a hard thing to figure out in movies because you have to not yeah. run too fast, not too slow, you know. And before we have some technology, you just got people with a camera. Well, that's a lot of weight. You just got to lug on your shoulder and keep balance. It's like also, move a little bit faster, be out of breath, but move at a walk. It's like, how do I yeah. fuck do I do that? Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. Yeah, how do you? Yeah, how do you make it look like you're running? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree. Like the last shot, the last shot of like the key, and also. The, the teacup, like, the very last shot, it, like, like, goes, like, a cool, like, spotlight focus on the, on the key, you know, we get a close-up of it, yeah. really, really like that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I get why people love this movie, you know, I, I get 100%. why people love it, it is, 
really, really, really cool movie. And, like, I think, I honestly, like, I mean, if I was had a film school, I would probably say, like, if I had a student that was really into horror movies, I'd be like, let's watch, let's watch this movie. Because it's so, like, um, it's just a really good, like, example of, like, showing, like, you know, how to set up something, right? Or set up a... It's just very, like, older movies, like, that's why you watch old movies in film school, because it's, like, very, um, you know, uh, the structure is easy to follow, right? Um, and, uh, interpret, you know? But this yeah. has a cool balance of it, right? Where it's, like, the structure of it is there, but it's also, like, doing, like, some cool experiment, experimenting, you know? Right, and um, I think, I think that, um... Like, one of the cool things about studying films, if you choose to go to film school, is kind of when you start to understand that what makes a movie unique or cool can go beyond just the contents of the story, like what happens on paper, and also can be represented in the voice or in the... the uh, that, yeah. that comes with, like, how the cinematography is presented, how right. things are cut together, these other elements right. that are more um, in the background that you still feel even if you don't know about them, but once you start studying them, you can kind of... Uh, it just add, For me, it added a whole other dimension of what of the interest of how it could be expanded. So, like, from the for the film school example, I think you mentioned this earlier, this would be a really cool thing to show along while studying Kubrick or something like that. Because, yeah, like, sure. the lang- it's interesting to see this the similarity of language and the effects yeah. that it's used. Um, how Kubrick, I mean, in The Shining, The Shining just, like, uses, like, abrasive music, you know, right. slow pasting, tra- types of tracking shots, you know, composition mm-hmm. and stuff. There's a lot of, like, that in this movie, For really. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, totally. Which is pretty cool to see that, like, yeah. from a history perspective, a kind of deconstruction type of perspective. Right. It's pretty neat. Um, yeah. Common consumer might be just a little having... bored, but who cares? Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta be, uh, listen... Listen, this is right. I'm not gonna say this to Jared, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say this to our friend. You won't like this movie, you know. But uh, if you're like a cinema guy, like I said earlier, you gotta see this once in your life. It's it's just like one of the coolest like old movies I've seen in a minute. This is like man, like like you know, it is cool to see something like this old and you're like man. Still doing this, you know, yeah, like, yeah. especially in that in this genre, you know, uh, which I love, you know, horror movies, um, obviously, but, um, yeah, yeah this is a really cool watch. I need to watch Harakiri, though, because I've heard that was Yeah, that, I'm very inspired, I'm, I'm very inspired And it's two hours, now. it's not three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a much more approachable type of yeah, thing to do in your evening. Sure. Yeah, it's a hard, I'm having a harder time now. Like, like when I see that something's three hours, get in my butt to just sit down and watch it. Um, yeah. I, I really like, Long. again, great three hours movies like Heat. Like when I watched Heat, yeah, that right. was an example where I was planning to just like watch it in 20 minute chunks. And I just right. watched, I spent the whole night day watching right. that. So right. like, uh, I'm not against three hours movies, but this is one. Uh, okay. So this is kind of this like. This is why we watch in chunks. Yeah. This is, this but is you can't watch it in this, chunks. <laughs> yeah. If this was what one. What a bill could do that. If, if if this was like presented in the time of YouTube, which you know who knows, but right. like it would be kind of nice if you had access to this in the form of the short films as I'm well, sure like right, individually. Sure like it would be cool if the Somebody. Criterion copy of it like has. Well, I guess you could just it, it probably has it where you, just, you can <laughs> skip. 
He's getting seeds. Chapters. I don't know if you've ever had a DVD or a Blu-ray before, <laughs> but you just uh, open the chapters and you go to certain sections of the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm this sure it does. I'm sure it does. You mean this whole time I've been watching the scary scar skeins in The Lion King and I haven't <laughs> <had to? laughs> You told me I could skip those. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, last thing I'll say too about like just like horror movies in general, I saw this really, I think Scorsese, I saw a really cool quote that he said that I agree with. Um, where he was like, he was like, if you don't, if you appreciate, if you like movie like cinema, and you don't like horror movies, like Scorsese is like, I don't think you like movies. Wow, that's interesting. And I kind of agree with that, in a way, because, like, if you... I'm not saying, like, if you don't like horror movies, that doesn't mean you don't like movies. But I think if you're, a, like, a real appreciator of cinema, and, like, you don't watch horror movies, I find that weird. Yeah. You know? Because, like... If you're a true appreciator of cinema, and it's effects on people, you know, and like the emotions and the feelings you get, there's no better genre of movie than horror, you know, to elicit such extreme reactions out of people. You know? Yeah, that that makes me that makes me kind of think of of two things really, because one is just uh, the missing out sensation, because I think horror movies yeah. are by far the most creative genre, the most flexible genre of for movies sure. that have totally ever agree. exist. I love it totally. for that genre. But the other thing that's interesting about maybe kind of more to the point he's making, I'm not sure, but what it makes me think about is that horror, the goal of horror is to elicit really intense emotions from you. And that's kind of like at its core, like that's kind of what Scorsese is trying to do with all his work too, just in different different genres. And that's something, we talked about this before, that for a lot of the goal of cinema in general, right? You always want to elicit some kind of emotion. But sometimes the intensity of something like that is not an experience that people want. They want more, kind of more of entertainment that's that fun and elicits emotions. But I guess in like a, a safer, not quite invasive kind of way, yeah. but horror, horror, some a lot, a lot of the aggressive horror movies are yeah. trying to like fucking pierce you. They want to yeah, destroy I'm saying, you. I'm not saying kind of if way. you don't like. I'm not saying you just have to. I think like true appreciators of cinema. I think most of them like horror movies in some way. You know, mm-hmm. like they're not like I don't think there's a lot of cinephiles who are like I've never seen a horror movie. You know, or I've never appreciated a horror movie, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that, that exists, you know? Yeah. Well, there's, all, a, there's different really types of horror point. movies. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not sitting down being like, you know what I'm going to watch for tonight? Martyrs. Like, I don't want to <laughs> go for that, you know? That's the kind of horror movie where I'm like, I don't, I'm not really into that. I think yeah. that that's kind of, I don't know, I, I don't really want to see that, you know? Um, I just don't, or Saw, that's why I like Saw, I think it's like, just not cool or, yeah. or interesting. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate it, obviously. But, um, like, there are obviously things that I don't want to watch, but, like, I think it's, I, I don't know, I thought that Scorsese quote was <laughs> really cool. He said that, like, uh, like years ago. Um, yeah. but that's a, that's a really, that's a really interesting quote that, because um, I do agree. I think it's like, it's like, if you, if you appreciate cinema, you watch all kinds of different cinema. 
and you are like, I love everything, but horror movies, I don't get down with. You're like, really? All of them? You know, yeah. like, all of them. You know, like, all of them. Like, The Exorcist, The Shining, you know, all that, you're like, no. Yeah, yeah. it's a- it's really it's like, really it's, it's also interesting to kind of think about because horror there's so many types of shit i mean this is the, this isn't maybe the best examples but the example i can think of which is like the the horror scene in once upon a time in hollywood when yeah, right. uh when he when well, he's going up to the like something like that there's like lots horror of, lots of goofy, well, lots of goofy, all the time that's also like i think what's crazy too is like the goofy just album genre in the first place too where it's like like just saying you don't like a genre is wild. You know? Yeah. Like you don't like an entire what do you mean? You know? Like you could and then you you know there's so many movies elicit so many different emotions out of you at once. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, it kinda it kinda so, makes me see it's like it makes me feel like it's like push up glasses. What a, what do you mean specifically like that? Do you mean you don't yeah. like gore? Do you not like psychological right, exactly. horror? Yeah, right, what do you mean? Right, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like yeah, but I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was, I thought that was really interesting, because it's like, and I do, I do, I was thinking about that too, like, recently, that's why, like, when I saw that TikTok or whatever, it struck a chord with me, so I'm like, but I've always felt like, like, all my friends who, like, quote-unquote, like, like movies, but, like, will never watch a horror movie, like, guys, like, you don't understand, like, like this will like you will you will feel something after you watch this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like isn't that what we're chasing? But I guess not for everybody, right? Yeah. Um But also I think that there's also but I also think like I will say there are a lot of people that are just scaredy cats. Because if you're scared of something like X, I don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> a slasher movie like what what are you scared about? You know? Like, I get being scared at, like, hereditary, you know? Like, that has some truly horrific shit in it. Yeah. But, like, but, like, what's the difference between, like, having fun watching a slasher movie than, like, an action movie, you know, or or something, you know? It's right. like the, the, the rejection of, like, I'm not even going to watch a horror movie. It's like, what? Yeah, like, it's, an, it's an interesting you know? phenomenon that's hard for me. Like, I do, there's some reasons I kind of get, like, where if you have a, such a visceral reaction where it gives you nightmares, like, it troubles your sleep, because I know that's yeah, pretty yeah, common. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen to me. But I get that. Again, though, like, that happens, but, like, so rarely, dude. Yeah. Like, for something like that to happen, like... I know that that's a really fucking good movie or a really effective movie. Well, know? I mean that that's the kind of thing like they're like for example, my partner Eva, that's what happens every time she watches a horror movie. Right. It like messes right. with her with her dreams. Right. And like my stepmom's like that. Like she can't watch horror because it yeah. messes with her sleep. Which is crazy. That's to so think about. I wonder which one it was. That's what all I of them. All of them. All of them? Yeah. All of them. All of every them. single one that any any horror movie, that's what happens. The blob? Yeah. Oh yeah, man, dude. the blog was gonna get me, dude. That's that what I'm saying. Ha- what are you scared about? It's not. It's not. It's it's psychological, brother. That's what happens. It's like but a like, scare, what? fear of spiders. I don't know. Sure. What ha- it doesn't yeah. happen to me. It just sure. happens. It just it yeah. infects your dreams, like fucking Freddy. You know, sure. the idea of it. It's like it's like one of those things. The idea where of it. Well, yeah, I guess you it get gets caught into up your, the idea of it. And the yeah. and it, and it like gets into your imagination. You know, it's like, probably it why I don't like serial killer Mm-hmm. Like, I don't listen to, like, crime. That's, a, that's another absurd thing. I have friends that watch horror movies, but, like, 
go listen to a, crowd, a true crowd podcast all day. Like, that is way more horrific than That's anything. That's what Eva does, too, do. which is wild I, to me. Well, I do not understand that. Well, so here's I don't want to the... hear about real-life serial killers who are out, who are out there murdering yeah, people and the... I mean, there's nothing more terrifying than that, than listening to that. But right. watching a dude in a mask <laughs> with superpowers <laughs> kill somebody is, like, nowhere near the level of horror well, that it's I a feel bu- a lot it's a bizarre, do. It's a bizarre phenomenon with, like, different brained type of people, it seems, yeah. where sometimes when you get the imaginative, the story-based horror... It ties into the kind of horror where it's like the shark is scarier because you don't see it, right? When it activates the imagination of the potential of all the scary things happen. And the clinical information, which I'm with you, like, that shit scares me more. Learning about Ted Bundy and stuff, that creeps me the fuck out. But the fact that it's real guy. But the fact that it's clinical information, there's some, it's easier to separate from that. Like, you can know the facts and it's more, it's more understandable, more identifiable. Yeah. Um, For sure. Which so that's an experience. You and me, like we just have yeah. flipped experiences of like right. those kinds of people. Uh, yeah. Those kinds of people. Uh, but uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you if you just like the facts and the clinical stuff, and, like those, you know, those people are you know, certain things are fascinating. Obviously, and, and like the, the investigative stories are fascinating. But at the end of the day, all it is is information, right? Right. You know, it's not like. Um, trying to like listening to a crime podcast, it's not trying to get you in the headspace of Ted Bundy. Like, well, the, the you know the right. other interesting thing because Eva, I've I've talked about Eva with this extensively because it fascinates me that yeah. for her with horror stories, what happens is she's very empathetic, and which is for good. Sure, yeah. It's a great thing. But what happens with movies is that you empathize with characters, and then you empathize with the situation, and then you think of yourself in that situation. Uh, yeah. But with something, what's the fun with, part though? Isn't it? That's what makes it intense for me and you, <laughs> yeah. right? But yeah. for e- that's too intense for Eva. But for sure. something like hearing the facts again, you never have to be in that situation. You're just hearing yeah. stories about things right. that happen. You're never right. empathizing with a person in that, which is a pretty that's so, that's like that's a pretty because, like, I, profound the difference. For me. Like in a movie, I don't do that. But when I listen mm-hmm. to because they're not real people. But See, when I listen to... That's what uh, I like, do, I too. I'm the same These way. are real people. These are real human beings that were killed. As soon as I, as soon as yeah. I hear about like some killer killer or home invasion, it's like, that could happen to me. My door's not that stable. It, it I, look at my, I look at my door all the time, and I'm <laughs> that, like, this is that, a piece of shit. It, Someone could break it, this down easily. It's not a question. <laughs> it could happen to you. you know? Yeah, I know. It's like when a horror movie, it's like... Whenever... <laughs> yeah. The blo- there's not going to be a thing called the blog that comes from yeah. outer space and <laughs> right. sucks people up, you know? Like, not as well just, like, be in the world and absorb and just, like, have some yeah. be scared of, like, something that will never exist, you yeah, know? Yeah, I, I have to admit, because, like, whenever I look at, like, true crime and stuff, I I, I look at windows differently. Like, I, can't, I think about, like, I don't know if I could ever yeah. own a house with big windows on the first floor. It's like, yeah. that shit... That people can just come straight through that tiny pane of glass. Like, I just grab my rock yeah. and I'm a dead man. That's it. I think about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't have like that fear. But I, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't like, I mean, there's only a certain things that I, I, I mean, even like the dollar thing, I, I can't, I can't, I didn't finish it. I was like, I can't watch, I can't watch this. This is horrible. But that was another angle that I just morally, disagreeing with the making of it 
you know. Yeah, right. Where I just the glorification. Yeah, I just thought. I also that's another thing. Like I think the whole serial killer thing, like people who are so upset. I think that that's honestly like. I mean, I love that people enjoy it. Obviously, and, like that there are a lot of people out there that make a lot of money like doing it. You know, like podcasts and all the fucking shows and every word, every murder story out there in the world has a podcast, a show, something, movie, something. But I will say, like, I do think it's, um, I think it is glor- I think it, I don't know, I, I don't like the glorification of, of that, you know, in a way. Like, making it, like, entertainment is kind of weird. It's a weird me. thing. It's a weird thing. You know, That's why, a- like, I feel more okay if we want to write a fictional story, you know, that is, um, that maybe is inspired with those things, but it's not actually weird. The dollar thing is, like, I understand that they were trying their best to, but when you use their real names, they're, you know, they're, they're real people involved in the story, you know, yeah. and, like, real families that are that were affected, and, like, to kind of make this show for entertainment purposes, you know, is just, like, feels weird to me. And they're also, like, um, Dollar is, like, uh, you know, just how do you, people shouldn't know who he is, you know? Yeah. Like, he's an awful, awful, awful human being, you know? The worst human being, you know? And the fact that, you know, he, his name, his legacy is still, like, around is sad, right? He should yeah. be a guy that that happened, and then every, you shouldn't know his name. You know, because, like, yeah. he, doesn't deserve, he doesn't even deserve that, you know? Yeah. It's a, you know? it's a, so. it's a weird, it's a weird, weird, weird phenomenon with that, with that stuff happening. It kind of almost gets back to, like, the arguments about, um, like, gore and violence in horror movies. Like, this sure, movie's yeah. about right. that in general. And right. it's kind of a different, it's a different, um, tiers of the arguments or it's yeah. a different perspective. Because the Dahmer thing did feel grosser than a lot of other things. Because I, I don't right. necessarily... I don't know. I think learning about serial killers is important, and there's also the factor of like it's irresistible. It's literally yeah, irresistible right. to like yeah, to fine. like learn about them. Right. Uh, for for I think for most people, because it's just yeah. such something that we're all so curious. It's like a fundamental question of someone well, who's right. interested it's... in killing people. Yeah. But for sure. but but the whole goal of them is like for attention. So we're like giving them what we want by looking. Right. So it's bizarre. Right. It's, it's it's really weird about right. like what is okay to put on film, what's not okay to put on film uh yeah. and it's hard it's hard to determine i don't want to be the judge of that um no. uh no. personally i would just say write just write a movie just don't use their real names you can, mm-hmm. you can be inspired by Gogger, you know if you're really fascinated by that story but why are we using the real names you know and why are we um I don't know. I just, I just don't. I just feel bad for the families. Yeah, you know? right. That this happened weird. in the nineties, and they have to hear about it again. The way that their son was fucking raped and killed. You know, like yeah. why are we doing this to these people? You know what I mean? Like, it's like why do this? If it's gonna hurt a family. You yeah, know? but the the it's argument. All money. Then... 
the argument then becomes with that is that well what's the difference then from showing just someone the, a, a person who is raped and killed like a son but it just has right. a different name that's still probably going to be pretty triggering for those family members it is for sure lines. but i think it's like well the difference to me is like if you read use their real names they're fucking garbage pieces of shit out in the world and by using their real name and like their real you know like they they're, they exist. There are people out there. So, like, if this is a big popular Netflix series, you know, and, you know, some fucking loser and, you know, Milwaukee, you know, like, knows the family and he's a piece of shit, he might do some terrible shit, you know? He might yeah. send them horrible. I mean, it's just like, yeah, like, yeah, you should be sensitive to that. But also, like, be sensitive to, like, the people who were, like, affected by the real-life story. And it tried to, but it's just, like, I just don't think it should exist. Like, uh, you know, like, just, there's enough dollar shit out there. We know about this guy, you know? Mm. Like, why don't we gotta do it again? You know? That's just all I'm saying. It's like, why do it again? If people really wanted to know all the details about the story, it's fucking there. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of fucking documentaries. Just watch that. Why are yeah. we bringing this story up again, you know? And, like, traumatizing it and glorifying it. And, like, the argument of, like, this story needs to be told. It's already been told, motherfucker. It's already mm. been told, you know? And it's just, like, sad that Netflix is like, well, people like serial killers, so let's, uh, let's do the, the gallery, you know? <laughs> Who's next? John Wayne Gacy, you know. Yeah, right. Ted Bundy. It's like, bro, like, we know these people. They suck. And also, remember when the Dollar Series, people, like, dressed up as Dollar for Halloween. That's a cool look. Yeah, Good that's job, pretty Netflix. weird. I didn't know but that. But that's, that's Netflix's fault. That's yeah. not, that is their fault. You're, you're, that's what happens when you dramatize something like this, you know? Um, and it removes it from being a real-life story and, like, there's fucking dumbass teenagers that were just watched it. You know, it's like a, a serial killer mystery show and not, like, an actual real-life thing that happened, you know? So it's like... It's, yeah, desensitizes. Just go do it. Just do that and do it, you know? Yeah. You have the idea? Just go do it. Yeah. You know? Well, it's a really it's a really interesting conversation and argument because it, it it's a fundamental problem that horror has to deal with because horror is oftentimes about sure. bringing up taboo things that you are, sure. that aren't allowed and challenging that is both a good thing and it's a bad thing. Sometimes yeah. it has good effects and sometimes it does have bad effects. And the Dahmer series, I think, is a good example of something that hurt in a bad way. Whereas yeah. a lot of times they're which is kind of figuring out why there's reasons you gave great reasons and figuring out how to fix it is a complicated kind of process because um, I, th yeah. I think horror is an additive thing. And I think talking about this is an additive thing, but figuring out how is, I mean, that's the work of, of filmmakers and people who try to tell these stories and uh, right. With, all, sensitive, all, with sensitivity, right. You know, yeah. like, I mean, that's why I'm super, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, absolutely fucking jazz about Killers of the Flower Moon, right? And like, mm -hmm. the... Yeah. And that, that story, for example, like, I mean, that's, like, a kind of a different example, but, like, that story is, like... It's kind of similar, though. ...needs to yeah. be told, you know? Like, that story is, like... That 
story has been hidden from American Americans and American history for so long, you know, and uh, and for one of the great American filmmakers to tell that story is really important, regardless of I've heard it's a masterpiece, but regardless of like, you know, how many the Osage are represented in the movie, I know that Martin Scorsese, and you know, I know he worked with the Osage people and tried his best to represent them in the, in the best way he possibly could, you know. Um, but also, like, I mean, so there's always, when you tell a story like that, like that's so sensitive, like the murdering of Native Americans, you know, that happened a hundred years ago, which is like not that long ago. Um, yeah. This is horrible, right? And, or the, the glorification of like serial killers and stuff. There's a way to do it that is sensitive to to the to the actual people involved in the story and killers of flat moon case, the Osage Nation, you know? And it makes me very happy to see that it's you know, he he took that and the the people in the Osage in the movie are real Osage people, you know, they're not actors, they're they're actually representing the people, you know? Right. Um and so but also I'm seeing what I love too is like hear about Killers of Fire Moon, there are people from the Osage that have come out and had criticisms of the movie, which I think is amazing. It's fucking incredible, because the fact that, like, the studio is allowing them to do that, right, on the red carpet, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. like, say what they think of this movie is great, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's opening a conversation. That's what this movie, that's what movies are about, especially yeah. about really sensitive subject. You can make your own interpretation or your your thoughts of like what the story is and how the story was told, you know. Yeah. Um. And I just think it's great that like, cause you you think like something like that they wouldn't let you know people even share their opinion, so like on the red carpet to like journalists and like what they think of the movie, you know. Yeah. And like it's just, and I just think it's uh, you know, seeing the discourse of that movie is like maybe a proud kind of cinema goer because it's kind of like oh wow there's actually like a movie out in theaters that's doing really well and sparking a really really important conversation you know yeah um made by one of the greatest filmmakers ever you know um and also him doing it at the age of 80 is pretty fucking amazing also you know yeah yeah um so but yeah i mean like but that's so hard right you know with horror movies we're gonna make like something that is so sensitive, like a, like killing or, or rape or anything super, you know, aggressive. It's like, how can you, uh, how can you tell that in the like, most sensitive way possible? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's an interesting problem as an artist, which we, I guess we should wrap up this digression semi-soon, sure. but it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting um, how it ties to horror. I didn't expect to have something a conversation like this, but it also makes me think of something like um, Wind River, where you're you're oh. pushed, which yeah. that movie's great and it is political, but yeah. the point I think about trying to approach something like Dragon Pill is that as as a kind of filmmaker, as a storyteller, you're kind of have I, I think my preference for creators is when they are really true to telling the story that needs to be told. Mm-hmm. And sometimes while you're trying to tell that, you're faced with some really difficult questions of things that you need to or not to depict. Because Wind River didn't have to show yeah. the rape scene in it. Mm-hmm. But the decision mm-hmm. 
to do that, I think, was a really right. important choice that yeah. would have removed, sterilized well, it's, the movie in exactly a way right. it's, that... Exactly right. Yeah. It's so, nailing it down, right? It's going to have the effect that it, needed, it needs to have. You so, know? so the thing about like Martin Scorsese kind of running the helm on Killers of the Flower Mooms is just like, well, this guy has proven his ability to stay true to the story oh, yeah. that needs to be told along yeah. those lines, to the best of yeah. his ability. You know he's, an old, he's an old white guy, so maybe he doesn't have all the information he needs. Right. That's right. totally right. believable. We should right. argue about that. But I know right. he's pre- he has a skill in this spe- yeah. specifically. But so I think what, it, what I think is, I think people should be sensitive of that also. I mean, like, I mean, I've heard that it's phenomenal. All my friends who have seen it so far have heard it say it's actually phenomenal. But, like... You know, I, the Osage person that I saw, you know, had a really articulate and really cool, you know, reaction to the movie, you know. Um, and then there's Osage people that loved it, you know. And it's just yeah. like this great conversation. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, there's no, um, this is wrong because he's white. He's a white guy who made it. It's like, what are you right. talking about? You know, like, like, can we, like that is a horrible art. That's a horrible conversation, period. Right, you know? right, right. It's kind of like a movie, motherfucker. Not just like, you know, just the reason. But that's the climate world. That's why I'm really, I'm just so happy to see, like, oh my God, there's an actual interesting conversation about this movie, you know? And it's crazy, too, that, like, I don't even, like, Scorsese, this might be the most important movie Scorsese has ever made. Interesting. I mean, think about it. I mean, this is a really, really intense story that he's telling that not a lot of people know about, you know? It is, like, really important to to teach people. It's not just, like, a entertaining, you know, crying drama, right? But it's also, like, going to teach people, you know, a, a lesson, you know, and um, how horrible... Uh, white Americans are, you know, yeah. and um, how horrible we can be, you know, and, like, how, you know, just, like, so, it's fascinating that he's, like, this age and he's willing to even, so I did see an interview where he, like, t- it took him a few years to say yes to this movie, because it was, like, you know, such a daunting task, you yeah. know, and you want yeah, to do yeah. the best job you could, but, you know, that's why the goofiness of, like, Anyone who made the movie was gonna have some kind of, you know, biases or something. You know, anyone. Yeah. You know, even an Osage person. You know, an Osage director of the movie is gonna have a completely different perspective on the story. You know, and look, that's what makes art and film interesting. You know, especially when it's things about like subjects like that. It's like we want the different perspective. You know, when I love to see a movie about you know those massacres made by an Osage person. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I would. But I also want to see, told from the trailer perspective, the empathetic filmmaker and the, a white filmmaker, American filmmaker. You know, that's just as interesting to me. You know, there's no right or wrong way to tell the story, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, but, you know, someone could have, you know, yeah. other arguments for that. But I, I'm with um, you. It'd be interesting to hear other opinions, but I, I'm yeah. with you 100%. Well, uh... We really like Quite Dan. Anyway. We're really excited <laughs> about Killers of the Flower Moon. That was a really interesting discussion that uh, yeah. wrapped up a lot of things into it. I think it's time yes. to spin the wheel for next week, though. Yeah, let's do it. Let me pull it up here. Letterbox, what do you have for us today? So, 
Yeah, Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay. <laughs> Spooky. Which is directed by Steven Spielberg, Jay Dante, George Miller, um, what else directed? So it's like an, another anthology movie. It's yeah. Funny. Um, John Landis. That's the other guy directed. Oh, oh yeah, um, he's the one. He's the guy. His one had a dude killed in it. That had a really awful accident. Really I think some bad. kids died in that one. That was uh, really sad. Well, no, I think a crew member got decapitated. Yes. Uh, oh my god. I think it was a star, yeah. actually. I think one of the, was one of the stars. It? I think there was like a pretty big name guy got <laughs> yeah. decapitated. And I think two of the child co-stars in it also got de- decapitated. Oh my Really disturbing. Um, so that's some hey. Twilight Zone so background <laughs> for the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, we have Drive My Car, uh, which was came out in 2021. Which is a a Japanese film that. that was directed by Hamaguchi, who's like a, a well like a pretty well known Japanese uh, art film director right now. Heard that was very good. Yes, that's Never another three it. hour movie. So, <laughs> um, oh boy. <laughs> then we have the Untouchables, directed by Brian De Palma. I think this is his most successful movie. Okay. Uh, the Brian De Palma. I, I have never well, seen it. Neither. Uh, obviously, but um. I don't know if this is most successful. One of them. Yeah. Um, Kevin Costner, De Niro, uh, Sean Connor. Pretty iconic movie from from the late 80s and the 90s. Cool. Um, and then we have, oh, Lenny, uh, which is came out in the 70s. It is about the comedian Lenny Bruce, who, what, okay. you know who Lenny Bruce is? Uh, vaguely, not well. He was like, he was like a very, like, counterculture comedian, like, one of the first guys to start, I think he was in the 60s, yeah, 60s, mm-hmm. he was a guy who was, you know, very, kind of like before George Carlin, who was, like, very, like, okay, uh, very, you know, Lenny Bruce is kind of the blueprint of, like, what comedians are like today. Okay, um, interesting. And it's directed by Bob Fosse, who made All That Jazz and Cabaret, amazing, amazing filmmaker, and Dustin Hoffman plays, um, Lenny Bruce, who's obviously amazing. Yeah, interesting. Um, I'm going to re-roll. Let it speak to me. Okay, okay. You're a re-rolling kind of guy. <laughs> Give me uh, the second round. Lyrical Nile? Which I don't know. What, what is that? Is. is that about running? Know. Is that about no, no, uh, a no. charity marathon? After 30 years of searching, Harry has finally met the girl of dreams. Unfortunately, before they had a chance to go on their first date, Harry... Intersects with some chilling news. World War Three has begun, and nuclear missiles will destroy uh, oh, Los Angeles okay. <laughs> in less than an hour. Okay, that sounds pretty awesome. So I, I think I, it's like a romance movie where the world's about to end. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I and I think that. yeah. Okay, people will do this really well. That's why I think. Okay. Uh, Model Shop, which is a movie directed by Jack Demi, who's a filmmaker I got super into. He directed Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Yeah, uh, I remember you talking Rose about that Rose one. Um, haven't seen a lot of... This is the movie he made in America. Um, okay. That I know also Greta Gerwig um, cited as an influence for Barbie also. Um, <sighs> then we have The Golden Child, which is like this really weird Eddie Murphy comedy. Yeah. That's kind of a ripoff of Big Trouble Little China. Uh, and it looks insane, and I'm just, I watched a video about it, it looks so fucking weird. Um, I like weird, 
wacky movies. And then we have Marathon Man, which is another Dustin Hoffman classic. Oh, I know um, that one. That's the one with I've the dentist in it. it. Yeah, which I've never seen. Um, and that could be kind of interesting. Another, it was the same director that did that cowboy. Oh. Um, and, uh, hmm. Yeah, this what's is the pretty pick? interesting. Let's do Marathon Man. Okay. Another class, classic movie that I have, I've never seen. So, 1976, um, the marathon man. And I love Dustin Hoffman. So any Dustin Hoffman in my life is good. So, um, all right, let's try that. Marathon man, that. cool. Marathon cool. man, cool. All uh, right, people, thanks for watching. Thank or you. Watching. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank and you. And we will. We'll be back. Bye bye. Bye.